Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Missoula Sports Center. A slew of prospects for Montana's top college football programs will perform for NFL scouts this week, while the South Carolina women's basketball team made history on Sunday night. Pro days at Montana State and Montana will take place this week, starting with more than 20 NFL scouts descending upon Bozeman to watch 10 former Bobcats run, jump, lift, and perform on Monday morning. Montana will host its pro day on Tuesday. Among former Bobcats who will participate Monday include All-American linebacker Troy Anderson, a Dillon product who turned heads at the NFL Combine last month. Other Bobcat hopefuls include All-American defensive end Daniel Hardy, All-American defensive tackle Chase Benson, All-American offensive tackle Lewis Kidd, and All-American wide receiver Lance McCutcheon, along with All-League safety Trey Webb, All-League offensive lineman Taylor Tuyasasopo, All-League defensive end Amandre Williams, and standout wide receiver Nate Stewart, Kevin Cassis, and All-Big Sky receiver on MSU's 2019 team will also test. In Missoula Tuesday, seven former Grizzlies are expected to perform. The list includes All-American long snapper Matt O'Donohue, All-Big Sky wide receiver Sammy Akim, All-League kicker Kevin Macias, All-Conference offensive lineman Dylan Cook, along with cornerback Omar Hicks-Anu, safety Gavin Robertson, and offensive lineman Moses Mallory. And finally, South Carolina became just the eighth women's basketball program in Division I history to win a second NCAA tournament title by defeating UConn 64-49 on Sunday night. Don Staley also led USC to the 2017 national title.
R.I.P. Dusty Hill. A little ZZ Top here for you on a Monday. If you haven't been following along, the Grammys last night, so we're playing a playlist in homage to some of the musicians and people in bands that uh, we lost this last year. It's a little ZZ Top for you here on Nuanas Now. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you missed anything in the first hour of Nuanas Now, we rolled through the Montana football hour. Talking Montana State Pro Day from today. Previewing Montana's Pro Day. Also talking some Grizz Spring football. We heard from Lucas Johnson and Chris Brown, a couple quarterbacks involved in the um, Grizz quarterback competition. And uh, also gave you a little thoughts on evaluating some of the performances from today. Standout days again by Troy Anderson, as well as Daniel Hardy, Lewis Kidd, and Lance McCutcheon all at Montana State's Pro Day. Chris Pro Day tomorrow morning, so we'll have a full recap of that and some interviews out of that as well. So you can find everything from today's first hour on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana and the Advocates. Plugs for later on this month. One Friday, we'll be in Hamilton broadcasting to you from the Grizz Spring Game leading up to the Grizz Spring Game. It starts at 6 p.m. at Hamilton High School. And then April 23rd, we will be in Bozeman for the Bobcat Spring Game. So we'll do the show that Friday live from Bozeman. So that'll be fun. And the Bobcats just a couple weeks behind because they started a couple weeks later than Montana. So I look forward to uh, all of that. Let's dive into a little all betting all the time. Sports Bet Montana, one of our favorite sponsors around here. And it's been unbelievably fun now that you got the hang of it to bet on this NCAA men's basketball tournament, whether it's over-unders or, uh, which by the way, I hit on the over on Saturday night for that Duke, North Carolina game. And it, it saved my bacon because I had a lot riding on the Blue Devils. I thought it was just fate, destiny, the Illuminati, something in between. <laughs> but I lost the the Duke portions of the bet, did hit on the over, so that was a good one. But no matter what you're interested in, there's always a Sports Bet Montana kiosk near you. You can also get the app, which is really good and, and convenient. And appreciate Sports Bet Montana for all of their NCAA tournament and otherwise sponsorships. The last uh, couple weeks, we've made a new friend, Colby Dant, from the College Basketball Experience Podcast, which is part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's been kind enough to join us a couple different times, and now here we are at the end of the NCAA tournament. So we figured we'd have him on one last time. Colby, what's up, my man? How you living? Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm living great. The only sad thing is it's the final college basketball game of the season, but I heard you. I heard you talking spring ball, Montana, uh, Montana Grizz. So I guess we got the college football season just right around the corner in a couple months too. So I, I guess I should be happy. It's funny though when you do get accustomed to. I mean, it, it's like for basketball junkies, it's so great. We we spend a week in Boise covering the Big Sky tournament, and we cover all twenty games in that thing. And then all of a sudden you're at the NCAA tournament, and you're watching four or five games a day in person, and then even though it's kind of a letdown to come home, you still got four games a day on your TV, and then it all culminates in a doubleheader on a Saturday night, which is great, and then after tonight, you're just sitting there, you're just left wanting more, aren't you? A hundred percent. I mean, look, my wife now knows the rhythm of the season. She knows, hey, is this the final basketball game? Because I got some ideas for travel in the next couple months. 
stuff. We're going to put in some plants. You know, just it's, it's not a great time. I'm ready for either football or basketball season to be going nonstop. <laughs> Gotta love it. Well, let's dive into what happened first, and then we'll get into what might happen tonight. Kansas uh, looked like they might be on the ropes early. Then they start. I guess, excuse me, it was the opposite. They actually got out the gates incredibly early. Then Villanova came all the way back, but then uh, Kansas sort of just put the final hammer down. And, and this Kansas team, the way that they play with their size and just how many veterans they got, that's one thing, Colby, you've been talking about all tournament is when you're talking about gambling lines, you're talking about predicting and, and prognosticating these sort of games. And so tournament experience is huge, and, and Kansas has showed exactly that in getting the championship game. So what did you think of that result? I mean, it was a bit surprising to me that Jay Wright didn't have a different game plan. Um, I, I, I feel crazy to criticize one of the best basketball coaches in, in America, but I, I thought they would get the ball into Samuels a little bit more. But at the same time, I think even if they had Justin more healthy, they would have lost that game because Kansas was just hitting on all fronts. They didn't have anyone to match up with David McCormick, the big man, uh, and by them having to double McCormick, the wings became open. And obviously, uh, Akbaji six threes. I think Braun had another two or three. Even even uh, Dewan Harris, a point guard who doesn't contribute that much, I think hit a couple. So some days you're just on. Uh, I think it was a mixture of, yes, they got clean looks, but also they were on. Um, uh, so... Sh- they did great, but but I was I was uh, surprised a little bit on on how Villanova didn't put the pressure on them offensively. I thought, but but yes, Kansas should be. Uh, they, they look great this tournament. I thought they've had a an, somewhat of an easy bracket. If I, I know Kansas fans got on me on social media. I look. I, I said this the minute that the brackets dropped. I thought that region was the easiest. Now you can you can only face the teams you play. I'm not trying to give you a hard time. I'm just saying I thought it was an easier ride than the other the other side. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought they played pretty good, though, and I, I think uh, this should be a great game tonight. Kansas is so interesting, too, because they have been this number one seed, and they're, I mean, it's Kansas. They have all the brand name recognition that you could ever want, yet for some reason it seems like they've been able to fly. Well, it's not for some reason. It's for definitive reasons. They've been able to fly under the radar a little bit in this tournament, partially because of some of the early round upsets, Partially because of the story of St. Francis or St. Peter's, excuse me, and partially because of the uh, impending showdown between Duke and North Carolina. But I, I just found it interesting that Kansas is uh, start a little bit stayed under the radar. We're going to get back to the Jayhawks here in just a minute. Colby Dant, the host of the College Basketball Experience, joining us here live on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. The last day of our tournament takeover. Thanks to all of our great sponsors who helped send us to Boise, Idaho for a week as well as down to San Diego to cover the first two rounds of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. And that tournament comes to a conclusion tonight. You can find all Colby's great work as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They have all sorts of awesome podcasts there, particularly the College Basketball Experience, which touches all on men's college basketball. Uh, The nightcap, Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina, Duke, an instant classic, a game that came all the way down the wire, a game filled with so much emotion. So, what did you, Kobe, two-part question. What did you think of this overall just as a sports fan? But also, I, I think that probably the books did pretty well on this one because I think a lot of people were like me. I think a lot of people were saying, hey, 
maybe not the full three and a half, but I think that uh, Duke might be able to ride this thing all the way to the promised land and not so fast. North Carolina comes up with a victory. So uh, what did you think uh, of the game just from a sporting perspective and from a gambling perspective? Uh, I mean, well, first off, I was with you, man. I was on I was on Duke, so I, I lost my money there. But um, as, as a guy that's loved college basketball, hell, since I was, uh, you know, in my probably eight, nine years old, I thought it was fantastic for the sport. I think, it was, I think it's fantastic for the future of this rivalry. Um, I mean, I thought it was just a great college basketball game, a, a classic, as you, as you alluded to. But uh, for going forward, I mean, John Shire's an assistant coach on this team. He is feeling that pain. Now he's going to be the head coach with a ton of expectations, a ton of pressure. He, Hubert Davis just answered the call. I know Carolina fans <laughs> were calling for his head when they lost to Pitt. Uh, at home in Chapel Hill in the first week of, or the, with the last week of January or the first week of February, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic, and, and what a blow. If you're a Carolina fan, man, you have uh, trash-talking rights for a while here. So John Shire's got his work cut out for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anytime you get Duke Carolina, I think it's the best rivalry in sports. Um, and, and the reason why is I think you see it. Coach K retired. 50 and 50 all time against uh, North Carolina. The key to a great rivalry is balance. And, uh, you know, as much as I love an Alabama Auburn rivalry, it's kind of been dominated. So uh, I, I think it's, I think it's as good as it gets for college basketball. So getting that game first ever in the tournament, which I thought was crazy. And, and that game was fantastic. Now I, I was a bit shocked. Uh, obviously Duke missed some key free throws. I was a bit shocked. They didn't attack Baycott after he went out with that injury. I, and came back in, it looked like he was, you know, playing still at a decent level, but it looked like his lateral movement was a bit slow. I'm surprised they didn't have Banchero or Williams try to attack that in the final couple minutes, but I don't know. It's tough. That game was wild. I knew Caleb Love has hit so many big shots in this tournament, and I, I, I actually was pretty spot on saying if it was a close game, um, I, I fear that Caleb Love could, could really be a difference maker, and I think that's the same situation for tonight. So, uh, yeah, if you're a college basketball fan, I don't know how you didn't like it. I was surprised it was on TBS because I thought the ratings would have went through the roof if it was on CBS. Um, it still went through the roof being it on TBS. But, uh, yeah, I, I, what, what could you dislike about that game? Colby Dant joining us. He's the host of the College Basketball Experience podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Nuan is now here on your Monday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And, Colby, from a uh, betting perspective, do you remember what North Carolina was coming into the tournament? Because it seems like if you would have thrown down, I, I bet you Kenny Smith, if he was a gambling man, he's probably sitting uh, pretty okay either North Carolina to get to or win the NCAA tournament. So uh, even if you don't remember the line, it is sort of a, a great phenomenon here, right, that that North Carolina as an eight seed knocking on the door. I believe they'd be their first eight seed since 1985 when Villanova won the title against a vaunted Georgetown team to take home the crown if they were to knock off Kansas tonight. So uh, the run in general for North Carolina seems like if you were on them early, it could have been pretty advantageous for betters. Yeah, and and this is why I think so many of us, I, can, I, I don't know your take on this, but this is why we would like a large college football playoff. It's not necessarily for the uh, – for the, you know, the Boise State and stuff, I mean, yes, that would be great to see them have a chance at the table, too. But also, I don't think your season should be dictated by some struggles early in the year. I think, uh, you know, you're, we're all trying to figure this thing out. And look what, look what North Carolina is. They're a blue blood, but at the same time, 
they were pretty bad, especially defensively throughout the season. Uh, well, Hubert Davis, you know, made some adjustments. The team got uh, I, I, they got healthier also, and and I feel like um, this is pretty exciting if you're a North Carolina fan. You, you, for a minute there, uh, two weeks before the tournament started, you you didn't know that you were going to be in the tournament before you won at Cameron Indoor Stadium. You you were on the bubble as on the bubble can get. So I think it's great for the sport. I think it's great for fan bases, and I I I, I wish I had the numbers pulled up because I know you're the odds. So to answer that question, I don't have that memorized. But I, I know it was something crazy. I know it was something crazy. So Tar Heel fans, hopefully you put down a couple bucks on your Tar Heels because you'll be may, may, it might be the time to hedge. But the, depending on whether you think you can win this, <laughs> but what a uh, yeah, what a journey and what a run. Eight seed, and that's what I mean though with Kansas's stretch here. They got to play Miami, which was a double digit seed in the Elite Eight, and they get to play an eight seed in the championship game. Let alone playing Villanova without Justin Moore and playing Creighton without uh, Cockbrenner or, or Nebhard. They've had a nice path. I mean, sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, this is this is fantastic, though. Uh, per just doing a little bit of Twitter research here, the uh, North Carolina, I believe, was 200-1 to 1 when the tournament started uh, as a to, to win the championship. And uh, I'm looking at a guy, I follow a couple of people on Twitter that uh, are always tweeting. It's not actually their tickets, but they're tweeting hypotheticals, whether they should cash out or not. And this guy's ticket has North Carolina plus 20000 a $400 wager to win $80,400. And his cash out option is $21,859.16. So he could, he could collect approximately... Uh, one quarter of his potential winnings on a four hundred dollar bet and walk away with almost twenty two grand, or he could ride it out and get to that eighty thousand four hundred dollar payday. I don't know, man. I think I'm cashing that one out. I think I need to know if this guy's married. All right, I don't know <laughs> if he's married. Because... <laughs> you know, if he's single. You know, maybe you let it ride, you know, but if he's a married man, maybe conversation with the wife. You, you got to love uh, it. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think hedging might be the right play, but I don't know. We'll get, I mean, I, I don't know. How do you feel about this game? Because because I, I actually think the analytics lie to you a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you, you follow analytics. Since I believe it was March, I'm sorry, since uh, February 1st, I believe Carolina's analytics are completely different than, uh, than, than what they represented them to be in the regular season, essentially. So, uh, like, defensively, they're a much better team. You can look at it, what they've done in the tournament. You know, Duke has a high-powered offense. Duke is an is elite offensive team. 77 points is nothing to be ashamed of. But prior to that, they held St. Peter's to 49. They held UCLA to 66. They held uh, Marquette to 63. Now, Baylor did have 86 on them, which was surprising, especially when Baylor was was without their leading scorer. But I do think that's something that they've gotten much, much better at. So I do think if you're breaking down this game on the analytical side, you see, ah, well, you know, Kansas is the 63rd-ranked defense in the country, and North Carolina's 172nd. This is going to be – that's a huge advantage. I, I think those numbers are closer than what people realize because of the way North Carolina is playing now. 
It's a great point. Colby Dant, host of the College Basketball Experience, joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Maybe watching around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. I, that's that's the one part of uh, betting lines, analytics, all of it that I think sometimes gets left out too. Colby is that it's the intangible element. North Carolina is a four point dog tonight against Kansas. Kansas is the number one seed. North Carolina is the number eight seed. But at this point, North Carolina's already here. They're already in the national championship. So on one side, you could say, well, what if they have just this huge letdown after this unbelievable rivalry win? I think sometimes that isn't as accounted for. The emotional letdown isn't accounted for as much in the line sometimes. But also, though, just the art of momentum on the other side. I mean, North Carolina has already mowed down their entire bracket. They already beat a Final Four team from last year in UCLA. They already beat Duke uh, in Coach K's last game. So maybe they just ride that momentum all the way into the sunset. I don't know. But uh, how much do you think that sort of stuff affects these and, and how much will it impact what you think what you're on tonight when it comes to this national championship game? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a, if, if you're Carolina, first off, you know, they are an eight seed, but you come to North Carolina to win national championships. So I, I don't like, you know, I've met several people said it's a huge letdown spot. I get it. Yes, it's, it, you know, they played Duke, and that was one of the biggest college basketball games ever. You can make the case the biggest in our lifetime. But uh, you come there to win national championships. And uh, so I, w- I don't think they're going to be sitting there, say, you know, coming out, you know, flat, essentially. I, I think they realize this moment. Another thing is I think, Carolina will probably have the crowd because I know that Duke Carolina ticket was going for so much that everyone, I mean, my brother lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, and he was telling me all of his name, like people that don't even like, aren't even huge UNC sports fans. They were going to it. So I, I think even though Kansas travels well, I do expect it to be like a 60%, maybe even 70% uh, of the fans will be Carolina fans. That will be an advantage too. Uh, despite it being played at one of these football stadiums. But, I, yeah, to answer your question, like, I, I, I think the momentum is clearly on Carolina here, despite Kansas flying under the radar. Now, maybe maybe uh, Bill Self can use that as bulletin board material and say, hey, they keep disrespecting us. You know, no one's talking about us. But uh, I don't know. Like, for me, I, I don't know how you're fading North Carolina right now. And I know if you look at the money and if you, if you pay attention to where the money's going, it, it's all on Carolina. But sometimes, they, you know, sometimes the public's got it right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as simple as, uh, you know, hey, public dogs got fleas, which, yes, that does happen. But uh, in this scenario, I don't, I don't know how you aren't taking the four points or, or, or betting Carolina on the money line. And I can, get, I can get more into that because I think their matchups favor them. I think, okay, besides Armando Baycott, which – his health is the well, the one gigantic question mark that I have. How healthy will Armando Baycott? You know he rolled his ankle late in that Duke game. But if he's 90% or better, I think the matchups favor Carolina because David McCormick had the advantage. He had a great game, but when he was off the court against Villanova, Kansas struggled, and Villanova plays small ball. Well, Carolina is the opposite of that. Uh, if you watch that Kansas-Villanova game, how many second – third chance baskets did did the Jayhawks get. They're not going to have that luxury against Armando Baycott and Brady Manick. I think those matchups are absolutely, uh, you know, favor the Tar Heels. 
And uh, how about the fact that Leaky Black is one of the best defenders? You might not know that name because he barely scores. But he is a top defender in college basketball, and he will match up, I think, perfectly with Okai Akbaji, which, uh, I, I mean, that, to me, I would be very surprised if Akbaji goes six for six for threes again or something crazy like that. I think Black's got a nice matchup on him. I'm sure Akbaji will still have some success, but I expect him to, to shoot a much lower percentage. And I think Kansas will struggle to score based on those. Their X factor to me is Remy Martin, who's kind of disappeared the past two games. So if Remy Martin can step up and play big and also Christian Braun, I think that's the key for Kansas to win this game. But I'm on the Tar Heels because I think to play it back at you, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love against Braun or Remy Martin or Dewan Harris, I think they got the clear-cut advantage. And I think Baycott's an advantage over McCormick, considering I mean if he's healthy. And I think Brady Manning is there another X factor that can really cause some problems for the Jayhawks defensively. Kobe Dant joining us here on Duana's Now ESPN Radio. Kobe, we're up against it. So just quickly, the total, 152, do you like it? Do you hate it? Uh, I mean, I got if – you, if you had the under in the Duke Carolina game, I mean, you had to be hating those free throws at the, at the end. For sure. If I had a lean, lean under just because national championship, um, maybe you come out nervous. I also – I just – alluded to the fact we don't know the health of Armando Baycott. I mean, we know he's going to play, but we don't know how healthy he is. So that is one scoring option that could potentially be a problem for Carolina. And then the, if he is healthy, he's going to be on McCormick. And I don't think McCormick's going to be able to get the same production he's been getting. And then, like I said, Akbaji. Leaky Black's going to guard Akbaji. I think uh, scoring might be uh, harder than it's been for the Jayhawks and potentially for Carolina as well. I lean under. I lean under here. Um, I don't love it, but, but, if, but you know, essentially gun to my head here, I would go under on that. But uh, I like Carolina on the money line to, to get it done. I think the take the points or take the money line, that will probably be better. You never know how free throws will shake out or if the game goes to overtime, but I do lean under. Got to love it. Colby Dent here on Nuanas Now. He's the host of the College Basketball Experience. And, uh, been kind enough to join us several times throughout this latest NCAA basketball tournament. You can find all of his great work uh, at the on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can also follow him on Twitter, the Colby D. So, uh, Colby, appreciate you taking the time as you have the last couple weeks, and uh, hopefully our paths cross soon. But enjoy the game tonight. Thank you so much, and let me know um, where I'm ready for Grizz football next next fall. Gotta love it. Thanks so much for being here, man. We'll talk to you soon. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. How about the storylines behind this? A lot of analysis in terms of the matchups and the points and the gambling lines and uh, what might play out tonight. But how about the broad storylines when it comes to tonight's national championship game? Plus, the story, the book ending that was not, we will analyze Coach K, not riding off in the sunset, but maybe he did anyways. Jay Wright representing what's great about college sports and what the main storylines come out of this national championship game might be, depending on the result. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. 
For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. A slew of prospects for Montana's top college football programs will perform for NFL scouts this week, while the South Carolina women's basketball team made history on Sunday night. Pro days at Montana State and Montana will take place this week, starting with more than 20 NFL scouts descending upon Bozeman to watch 10 former Bobcats run, jump, lift, and perform on Monday morning. Montana will host its pro day on Tuesday. Among former Bobcats who will participate Monday include All-American linebacker Troy Anderson, a Dillon product who turned heads at the NFL Combine last month, other Bobcats Bobcat hopefuls include All-American defensive end Daniel Hardy, All-American defensive tackle Chase Benson, All-American offensive tackle Lewis Kidd, and All-American wide receiver Lance McCutcheon, along with All-League safety Trey Webb, All-League offensive lineman Taylor Tuyasasopo, All-League defensive end Amandre Williams, and standout wide receiver Nate Stewart, Kevin Cassis, and All-Big Sky receiver on MSU's 2019 team will also test. In Missoula Tuesday, seven former Grizzlies are expected to perform. The list includes All-American long snapper Matt O'Donohue, All-Big Sky wide receiver Sam Kim, All-League kicker Kevin Macias, All-Conference offensive lineman Dylan Cook, along with cornerback Omar Hicks-Anu, safety Gavin Robertson, and offensive lineman Moses Mallory. And finally, South Carolina became just the eighth women's basketball program in Division I history to win a second NCAA tournament title by defeating UConn 64-49 on Sunday night. Don Staley also led USC to the 2017 national title. No, Billy Squire did not die. But Jim Steinman, who produced Billy Squire's first couple albums, he did pass away this year. I thought the Billy Squire angle of the Jim Steinman was a little bit more apt than, like, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart, or uh, Celine Dion, anything (laughs) for ESPN Radio. I really actually didn't want Andrew, our producer, to have to even type in Celine Dion anywhere. Uh... I'll play pretty much all the music on this show. Probably not that. Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, this playlist curated, unfortunately, because of some of the people we lost in the world of music. Watching the Grammys last night, sort of got inspired. Figured, okay, Charlie Woods of the Rolling Stones, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, Dusty Hill of ZZ Top. Those guys all passed away, so we'll keep on their memories alive by playing some music that they were involved in. Creating, producing, all that sort of stuff. You want us now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coming to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Now through April 10th, so that's only about a week away, you can get free gas when you shop at Northwest Motorsport. NWMSRocks.com slash free gas for the Northwest's largest inventory of trucks, trucks, and more trucks. Save at the pump by shopping at Northwest Motorsport. The Final Four is now down to two. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship tips tonight, 7.27 p.m. Kansas 
a number one seed taking on North Carolina, a number eight seed UNC led by a rookie head coach in Hubert Davis and Kansas led by one of the remaining stalwarts left in college basketball and Bill Self. This is his 19th season there at Kansas, searching for his second national title, his first since 2008. And on the other side, a couple of the uh, hierarchy, shall we say, maybe even monarchy in the case of Mike Krzyzewski, a couple of the, the most iconic coaches in college basketball, they both lost in the Final Four over the weekend. That's, of course, Coach K losing to North Carolina in his final game, leading the Duke Blue Devils. And Jay Wright for Villanova. Nova was in the mix for their third national championship in the last six years, but fall just short, but they're still doing a tremendous job there at Villanova. So just a couple of thoughts on those two guys. It's so fascinating how sometimes the storybook ending doesn't play out how we want and how that's okay. I thought that the loss by Duke, while not the uh, the final chapter that Mike Krzyzewski likely wanted to write, I thought it was very interesting and in some ways fitting. Perhaps for a guy who's coached college basketball for 42 years and more than almost any coach of the modern generation been revered for his team building, his program building. I know a lot of people out there listening don't like Mike Krzyzewski. A lot of people out there hate Mike Krzyzewski. That's part of sports. Duke is among that rare team, organization, whatever, that is the welcomed villain. So many of us love to hate them, but we also love that they exist, and we wouldn't want them to ever go away. It's like I said for most of my life, I love watching Duke because I know exactly who I'm rooting for, not Duke. So it's like I love watching the New York Yankees. I know exactly who I'm rooting for, not the New York Yankees. That said, though, perhaps Saturday evening's result was a full circle moment because uh, for all the things that Mike Krzyzewski tried to teach, team building, overcoming adversity, rallying back, all those sorts of things, how do you deal with the ultimate loss? And I, I thought that his post-game press conference was nothing but class. I, th- I thought he nailed it. And uh, it was a very, very tumultuous game, a very, very emotional game. The ending of the game in which Hubert Davis and Mike Krzyzewski barely shook hands and none of the North Carolina players shook any of the Duke players' hands. Tense, t- to be sure. But I thought Krzyzewski, given all the credit to his players, also just making it about them and not him. Although, you know, the pundits, the the haters, they would say Mike Krzyzewski made the whole last year about him. That's true. But it it was a heart-wrenching loss for the individual, not the storybook ending maybe that they wanted, but perhaps a full-circle moment for Mike Krzyzewski because perhaps he is now having to compartmentalize what he's taught and having to learn it himself. The other thought I had was just, well, first, I guess twofold. You never knew how much you missed Jay Wright wearing suits until he doesn't wear suits anymore. Jay Wright, definitely one of the best suit games anywhere in the in the country, in the world, college basketball or otherwise. Guy could just walk on the red carpet anywhere if he really wanted to. But now he's not wearing the suits anymore. And it, it takes away from his power. 
he looks so much skinnier and so much older when he's not wearing a suit. When he's wearing his power suit, he he looks like somebody straight out of Gotham City or something. So bummer that Jay Ryan's not wearing the suits anymore. But you do have to give him so much credit because I think that uh, he's running a real program. He develops guys. They have good players, but they're not like this five-star recruits, hyper-talented, lottery picks all the time. It's way more a sum of parts. And I think that he is... For all the things that is wrong about men's college basketball, and I actually think there's a lot, and I'm not going to go sourpuss right now because the national championship game is on the horizon, but I do think that's a product that could be significantly improved. But Jay Wright, he's doing it right, and, and he is certainly a stalwart and worth revering when it comes to the landscape of men's college basketball. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. How about the storylines tonight, though? Uh, it would be... I think it would be broadly so interesting if North Carolina was to win, not only because of the path they took to get here, not only because they'd be the second number eight seed to ever win the NCAA tournament since the tournament expanded to 64 teams, but they'd also do it under a first-year head coach in Hubert Davis who had a lot of skepticism around him. They'd do it with a team that's largely been up and down this year, uh, peaking at the right time. It would also be so interesting, though, in terms of the arc of their program. Because if you win the national championship this year, how do you possibly outdo that? Now you set this unbelievable expectation, and it seems like it's a matter then of when, not if, you fail to live up to said expectation. So you might be just painting yourself into a corner if you're Hubert Davis at North Carolina. That said, I mean, if you if you can win it, you want to win it, no doubt about it. But I do think that on the other side, Bill Self has been a victim of his own elevated expectation when you are perennially in the NCAA tournament and you perennially win the big 12. I mean, count them up 16 big 12 titles for bill self, uh, 2019 and 2021. The only two years that Kansas has not won the big 12 in self's 19 years at the helm for Kansas. So he's dominated a really, really good league. He has won the big 12 tournament nine times this is his fourth Final Four, but this one would be the first national championship for the Jayhawks since 2008. And there's this sort of uh, existing narrative that self somehow like chokes in the tournament or something like that. And I know that, I mean, it's, it's championship or bust at Kansas. There's no doubt about it. But I, I do think that Bill Self could then Refortify. It's crazy to say that you even need to fortify, but I mean, he's won 555 games at Kansas, 762 games overall, won 81% of his Big 12 games since taking over for the Jayhawks. Yet, I do think that this this would be the win, this would be the victory that solidified him as uh, an unimpeachable figure in Kansas. And I'm not saying that he would ever get fired or anything like that, but I do think that the, the narrative of, of Kansas having a hard time living up to the expectations that they have helped establish for themselves, I think that could go away uh, with the championship tonight. So two Blue Bloods, to be sure. It should be a good game. Kansas is favored by four points. The over-under, the total sitting there at 152. So it uh, should be a fun one to watch, analyze, gamble on, all that sort of stuff. 727, the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament tips this evening. That's the wrap for our tournament takeover. 
Thanks to all of our phenomenal sponsors who helped us take the show on the road to Boise, Idaho for a week, down to San Diego for a couple days for the first and second round of the big dance, and for all their support of all of this NCAA tournament coverage. It's a great time of year, fun time of year, and I couldn't have done it without our awesome sponsors, so we appreciate all of them. How about a couple of pieces of sporting news from around the state, plus some continued talk about Pro Days, NFL prospects, and success as a program. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're of all the people that they gave homage to at the Grammys last night, gone too soon, the one I didn't know passed away was Biz Marquee. One-hit wonder, but, I mean, got to be one of the top ten one-hit wonders of all time. If you got a one-hit wonder and people never actually even get tired of it, they just keep on playing it, keep on singing it for 35 years later, that's the kind you want. little Biz Marquee for you here on a Monday. That concludes our melancholy playlist selection for the day. Appreciate you being here. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We're broadcasting live from the Grizz Spring Game on Friday. 6 p.m. is when it starts. We'll be doing Nuana's now from 4 to 6. It's brought to you in part by Katie Gensler of Pure West Christie's Real Estate. Katie is a real estate expert around the Bitterroot Valley. You can visit her website at ktgrealtor.com. And our Friday broadcast will also be presented in part by Town Pump. Town Pump, the exclusive sponsor of the Brawl of the Wild series, the all-sports competition between Montana and Montana State. Town Pump has also launched a loyalty app recently uh, that provides a variety of different rewards, including $0.05 off every gallon every day, members-only deals, Clubs like coffee, soda, and car wash, etc. And you can always earn points on in-store items as well. So thanks to Town Pump and Katie Gensler of Pure West Christie's. A couple of our sponsors as we take the show on the road one more time to broadcast from the Grizz Spring Game in Hamilton on Friday. Missed anything in the show? Did the Montana Football Hour give you a full recap of Montana State's Pro Day today? 
and a preview of the Grizz Pro Day tomorrow. The Grizz, uh, we'll have full coverage of that Grizz Pro Day tomorrow as well. We also talked some spring football uh, on both sides of the Continental Divide. Andrew Houghton provided a couple sound bites from Lucas Johnson as well as Chris Brown, a couple young men that are vying for Montana's open quarterback spot. And uh, we also just talked a little bit about the dichotomy of pro days and the prospects that exist at both the schools. We also heard from Colby Dant. The College Basketball Experience is his podcast. It's part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we talked to a little Coach K, a little Jay Wright. And ramifications, storylines, benefits, and otherwise of the national championship game tonight. You can find everything on the Nuanas Now podcast, presented proudly by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. couple news briefs here as we wind down here on your Monday. Mike McLean, longtime head coach at Great Falls CMR and uh, already a member of the Montana Coaches Association Hall of Fame. He has been selected for induction to the National High School Athletic Coaches Association Hall of Fame. So very cool for him. Mike McLean was the head coach at CMR for 24 years, beginning in 1994. He had one of the great runs in the history of AA basketball to start the 21st century. CMR won three straight state titles, 2000 through 2002, and then again in 2004 here in Missoula. That 2004 one was. And uh, the best thing you could say about Mike McLean's teams, they played so hard. They rebounded so unbelievably well. But more than anything, more often than not, he was taking a roster full of a bunch of football players and turned them into state champions in basketball. And, uh, I mean, CMR had such unbelievable tradition in, in football as well. But, I mean, that 2004 team, you're talking Tyler Graham heading on to Oregon State to play baseball. Ryan Bagley heading on to Montana to play football. Jason Goodman headed to Washington to play football. Justin Hartman coming to the Grizz to play football. You're talking all sorts of dudes who were exactly that, dudes. Uh, they were really, really talented, and they had a lot of really good players. And uh, But they also, most of them were better at other sports, yet they still were so competitive and, and so well coached that they were able to win uh, state championships as well. 356 total wins, six total state titles, including a couple at Chester for Mike McLean, so he's into the National Hall of Fame. We also did a bunch of tennis covers last week. Here's the result from over the weekend. Montana State, they outlasted NAU in an instant classic that lasted almost five and a half hours on Friday night. They get past the Lumberjacks, a 4-3 win to stay undefeated in Big Sky play. Two days later, uh, and in the meantime, excuse me, Montana defeated Idaho State on Saturday to stay undefeated. Then Montana hosted NAU on Sunday, and they lost in an all-time classic, 4-3. to so it's sort of a three-team race right now in the Big Sky Conference. NAU suffers their first conference loss in Bozeman on Friday, but then they hand Montana their first conference loss in Missoula on Sunday. So I'll keep you apprised of everything that's going on uh, when in men's tennis in the Big Sky Conference ranks. And then last note, the Montana Coaches Association, previously mentioned, they have their Hall of Fame induction this uh, upcoming summer again. And here are the five... Um, Inductees: Mark Albert, longtime track and cross-country coach down there uh, in Hamilton. Spencer Holes, who's also a track coach there uh, in Corvallis, two of the uh, nominees. And then you also have Glasgow's Rod Karst, Frenchtown's Rod Paskey, and Kalispell Flatheads uh, 
Jeff Thompson, the induction ceremony scheduled for July. So we'll uh, probably round up a couple of those coaches and uh, honor them, share some memories, all that, and uh, pay homage where homage is due. Tomorrow, we'll be back at it here on Nuanez Now. We'll have our Treasure State Stars. We'll also continue our Major League Baseball preview opening day on Thursday. It's also the Masters this weekend, so we'll have Masters coverage throughout the week as well. And, of course, we'll have full coverage of the Grizz Pro Day tomorrow. One more time, the seven individuals formerly of the Grizz participating, Matt O'Donohue, a long snapper, Kevin Macias, a kicker, Sammy Akem, a wide receiver, offensive lineman Dylan Cook and Moses Mallory, and defensive backs Omar Hicks, Anu, and Gavin Robertson. So we'll have full coverage of that for you tomorrow here on Nuanez Now as well. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great start to your week. We'll be back at it at 4 p.m. tomorrow. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful evening and be good. Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.